Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Motability offers from nil advance payment. Visit macklinmotors.com for more info. Let's go! Wednesday evening, Paul Cooney here with Peter Grant. So, Celtic play their first pre-season game in half an hour in Austria against Wiener Victoria. And the breaking news is Alexander Bernabe will make his debut. More on that in a second or two. Joe Aribo, the deal is done and it will be announced within the next 36 hours or so. It's a £10 million deal. Ultimately, that's what it will be from Rangers to Southampton. And Antonio Kolak, the switch looks to be on from Pauk to Rangers. First stop for you, Peter. What about Celtic? Half past five kickoff. Good to see you, Peter. Good to see you, Paul, as well. Delighted to be here. Hart, Urahide. Julian, Christopher Julian's playing, Lowell and Bernabe. McCarthy back in, Idiguchi, Hatati, Forrest, Johnson and Kenny. On the bench, the new goalkeeper, Segrist, along with Oluwayemi. And then Deddy, Anderson, Shaw, Summers, Rocco Vata, Ayeti and Moffat. So Celtic line up there for the game tonight in Austria. Hard to tell this early, but obviously a lot of the second string players playing tonight. Yes, yeah, the manager will use it, Paul, as another training session. They've probably trained hard this morning. That's what usually happens in pre-season. You train very hard and then you play games, which is yeah. very, very unusual. You know, and you'll probably have a different side both halves, you know, but these are the times to get the fit, the, fit, the football fitness because the running and that's very, very important, of course. But a lot of it now in the modern day, especially in our days, we used to run for two weeks and then see the ball in about three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nowadays, you get the ball out right away and you can work equally as hard with the ball and that's what the manager will be doing now you'll do a lot of power work in the morning and then as I say you'll play the game in the evening and that's why you'll probably see maybe a full half time change for everybody so they've knocked their pan in this morning that's what you're basically saying yeah, yes they, they've, absolutely they've hard well we used to train yeah. even do three sessions Paul before the game because um, you used to go up at 7 o'clock in the morning before breakfast and they'd take you a run or mm-hmm. whatever then you'd do a football session then you'd have your lunch after that then you'd be back out for a train session and then you'd be back on for the match that evening because they felt it was important during the, the pre-season it was the only time you could get that work in The game is going to be on Celtic TV in fact there's the pictures Peter it seems like no time at all since the end of the season Celtic winning the title Rangers going to a European final and then the cup final but there you are we're 25 minutes away from the kick-off <laughs> The players will think it's very quick turnaround for us it's been ages because it seems yeah. as if you just want football on the television and you're lost without it you know it's great to see the yeah. game's ready to start again and I'm sure once you get back to pre-season that's what you're desperate for you're desperate for the matches to kick back in because the training is hard of course but you're desperate for the matches Peter, two weeks ago when you left the studio well, last week you were going to Bobby Hope ex-West Bromwich Albion player Scotland player um, big roots in Glasgow his dad was a big Rangers fan and you went down to the funeral there yep. for Bobby Hope but two weeks ago you left here for the fundraiser to help with the care of the hospice, for example, and the hospitals who were so good with Andy Gorham. Of course, Andy passed very quickly then, died at the weekend, and um, he the tributes have been wonderful, aren't they, for for the goalie? Well, as I say, when I left here, Paul, I went along, and the biggest surprise of the evening was that Andy actually tained time to come down and come in 
How yeah. did that happen? Well, his son was there and they got a taxi. He got him in his wheelchair and brought him in, you know, because he obviously never had the power to walk in. But he was in fantastic form. You know, he was brilliant. He lit the place up with some stories and laughs and I was very fortunate to get a few minutes with him. Um, and as I say, it was very sad to see because... But it was great to see as well because the way he was looking, you didn't expect him to be so sprightly, you know. And as I said, for things to turn as quickly within the next week to 10 days was frightening, actually. But as I say, I was glad I got that opportunity a couple of weeks ago to see him. And as I say, it's just I feel so sad for his family, for such a young man. As I say, he was a fantastic goalkeeper. Probably well, the best I've played against, there's no doubt of that, in the matches we even played, you know, so there is no doubt of that. People can go on and talk about the Pierre save, everything like that, but he'd done it time and time again. There was more than Pierre's save against us. Sure, you know, course. massive saves, you know. You wish that was the only one. Yeah, absolutely. He was a massive goalkeeper, you know, and we all have our faults and people talk about faults. Yeah. We all have our faults, but the one thing about him was he was very, very respectful on the football pitch, to the, the players he played against us, as he played against, as I said before, they never rubbed it in your face when they were turning you over now and again. And they were the things that'll always stick with me. But as I say, it's a sad, sad loss. You know, he was a, he was a one-off as a goalkeeper. You know, and he was a character. As I say, we talk about nowadays about characters. He was definitely one of them. So two weeks ago, you headed to Airdrie. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes. Tam Cowan hosted it brilliantly. Yes. Um, who else was there? Rick Frank Rangers. McAvaney yeah. was there. The Rangers boys was Charlie Miller. You had Big Colin Hendry. Yeah, you had Simon Donnelly, your own Simon Donnelly. You know, so they were all there. And I Gordon Smith, been, Gordon Smith was there. Gordon was there. So. There was loads of people there. We're just delighted, but the big, as I said, the big surprise was Andy actually taking the time to come in. You know, and somebody else told me what he said. He said something. Go on, tell the listeners because you won't because you're modest. But he heard that you were going to be there. Yes, and he uh, said, "Well, seemingly by all accounts, he said, who's, he said who's going to be there?'" And we mentioned a few who was going to be there, and he said Grant is going to be there. He said, "Oh well, if a big Celtic man like him's going to be there." I'm sure I can take the time out to take my time to go down there. You know, which was very emotional for me. And it was tough for me because I went up on the stage and seen him. And as I say, I think people appreciate we're always against the enemy, each other, of course. You know, but there's always a mutual respect there, you know. And that's the biggest thing for that time I'll take. You know, we all lay guys because even though they were on nine in a row and it was very, very tough for like say Paul, myself and Packy, etc. Um they were very respectful to us um, as a group and that's the only thing I can take from him and that's why I love the respect that he showed me. And as I say, it was humbling and as I say, but it, it makes you take a step back at times as well, you know, and just think how fortunate we are. And the fans, I'm sure, will realise that on both sides. Absolutely. Both sides. Listen, Celtic Rangers, you never ever want to lose what Celtic no. Rangers are about. Sure. I never yeah. ever want to lose it. I never want to lose it for that 90 minutes. Of yeah. course, some people step over the lines at times, of course, but we do that in life, you know. So I think the biggest thing for me is... is uh, and I said it, I think, a couple of weeks ago, in that period of time, there was a great respect between each other. We weren't the best pals who were going out for a pint every <laughs> night of the week, but there was a great respect and a mutual respect. There. And I, I think that that continues through the years. You've seen the nice words that's come back from my ex-teammates towards Andy, you know, and I think that's important, you know. And, and that's not just said because something, obviously, something so sad's happened. Yeah. It, it, was, it was genuine, you know. I'd be the first to say I'm saying nothing. I'd rather say nothing yeah. than kid somebody else, oh, he was a nice guy or whatever. The way he was me, and that's the respect I owe him. So, as I said, I'm thankful that I got the opportunity to see him a couple of weeks ago, and that's the only thing I'm thankful for. And our thoughts with Daniel, his son, and all his family. I know his ex-wife was there. Yeah. And the funeral is going to be a week on Monday. Uh, July the 18th that is a week on Monday yes, isn't it yes. at the Wellington uh, Parish Church in the West End yes. so 
I'm sure in the cortege, I would imagine, will go past Ibrox yes, as does. well. And there'll be a minute's silence before this week's uh, pre-season friendly against Sunderland in Portugal. So, yeah. Fittingly so, you know. Yeah. It's a sad time, obviously, for yeah. everyone connected with the club. But as I say, you want to remember for all the good things. Certainly will. Peter Grant, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors on Wednesday. Football's back. OK, it's a pre-season friendly. Uh, we'll talk Celtic in a moment or two. We're just seeing some of the pictures from last season. Surprise, surprise, there's a goal. Hatati goal against Rangers <laughs> on, on uh, Celtic TV. Absolutely. And why not in the, on the club TV? And of course, that's the game, isn't it? In uh, February. That turned the season for Celtic. Hatati in there tonight, just looking at the team again, if you're just tuning in. Hart Urahide. Be good to see uh, how he plays tonight. Young player with a lot of talent. Christopher Julian. Um, Bosan Lowell Burnaby what are you thinking then about the, the signing 3.75 million well it's very interesting I think the timing is good because I think they were saying there were three games played in Argentina that would maybe take a suspension so he'll be able to start the season for Celtic that's why they held on everybody was wondering if there was a problem but seemingly that was if he stayed as a Lunas player I think that's who he was with if they played three games then that wiped out his suspension that's what I was led to believe and that's, that's to be fair, that's clever in Celtic's part mm. because you bring him over and he's got to send three, get the first three games for yourself. It's not ideal, you know. But as I said to you, I think the back line needs to be strengthened anyway, and it's a very good start, you know. There's not many dumplings come out of Argentina, that's for sure. <laughs> There's a headline: not many dumplings come out of uh, some players <laughs> oh, over the yeah, years. Absolutely. You putting a wee bit of pressure on them then? Well, some great, quite some right, great Argentinian know? defenders well, as I, well. The yeah. one thing that I've noticed about, as I said to you before, I've worked, I've been fortunate enough to work with a few yeah. of them. Their attitude to the game. Is something different, you know. What I mean, it really is. It's fanatical. Followed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they've got that pride and that passion to train really well as well. And as you say, you can see that when they play with the national team and whatever, they've got that pride and passion, and they've got that that wee bit of fire in their belly. And if that boy's got that, the Celtic fans will love him. We'll talk more about the Celtic team. It's McCarthy, then Idiguchi, Hatati, Forrest. Big season for James Forrest. A new contract just a few months ago, but he was the Player of the Year what four seasons ago. Will he regain those heights? He's only what twenty nine years old. Johnson, big one for him as well. You know, too many injuries for Mikey Johnson. Well, I think that's the thing when you look at the team. You know, you look through them now. As I said to you, these boys have got to get their fitness back. So we talk about new signing comes in. If they've got to come in and perform, they look like new signings. Mm -hmm. And they've got to push Abada, Jota. So they've already got that there. So if they've got that, the manager's probably looking at that situation. Do I need strength in there? Are these boys going to come back to the levels they are to push these other guys that's in front of them? And that's what they've got to do because that's the challenge. I say the biggest challenge for Celtic is going to be on the training pitch to see who's going to play on the Saturday and I think that's the way the manager's demanding them. There'll be so many games, won't there? Between now and November, it will be non-stop with the Champions League. They don't have to qualify, obviously, which is great news. But because they're going to uh, telescope the games into a shorter period because of the month break, it's going to be non-stop. It's going to be massive and that, that's the thing. It's who do they let out and loan? For these, some of these young boys that want to let out and loan, but it's always difficult. They'll probably wait till the window's near enough closing. Think, well, he's not going to maybe affect it. We'll need to let him get out and get some game time because Mikey Johnson needs to play. You know, he can't just be a squad player and be quite happy to be a squad player. He's got to be one of these guys that's got to go and play somewhere if he's not going to be near enough the team. And at this moment in time, that doesn't look like that. You know, he doesn't look as if he's going to be in the team. He doesn't push. He said the too many injury problems. And maybe the manager thinks, well, maybe it's ideal to put him for the first six months, put him out on loan somewhere, so he's going to get that game time. So when he comes back then, whether it be after the World Cup, the Christmas period, maybe that's the time we're going to see the benefit from him. But he definitely needs games. What's your impression on him? He came on a couple of years ago against Rangers and did well. Has he got it to make it as a regular he's in a, the current Celtic team? He's a talented boy, but mm. as I said to you before, talent's not enough. You know, you've got to go out there and show it consistently. You know, and 
the way Mikey plays is you've, it's difficult because people notice when you're not playing well if you buy one pair of them take them on you beat them great but then if you lose the ball people always think the final thing you do and that's probably the biggest question mark on him you know and the amount as I say game time he's got and it's very very difficult to do that when you're only playing every so often and that's for me if I was him and I was giving him a bit of advice I'd be, I'd even be going to the manager and saying listen is it possible I could go out somewhere alone and get game time so I can be ready to come and make an impact in Celtic so when I get in that Celtic team you're going to find it difficult for me to be left out so that's the best thing just now maybe for Mikey Johnson that's what I would say yeah. because of the amount of time he's missed do you know you stirred it up this time last week on the programme uh, yeah. with comments about Alfredo Morelos? I mean, I remember coming back at you saying, well, look at his record in Europe, but my goodness, they piled in on that on social media. And that's good that people have got a point of view and they're listening. Uh, do you reflect on it and think you were a wee bit hard? No, no. Uh, I think I was right. And I've spoken to a lot of Rangers fans yeah. since and they've agreed with me and I found that strange, you know. They? They've yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, they agreed. They agreed. And the, big, the biggest point I was trying to make more than anything else, every summer, and I'll, I'll admit as well, I'll say another thing. It was like Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard kept going on about Liverpool. Yeah. Stephen, you're at Celtic Rangers. You don't talk about anybody else. All his agents and that kept coming out saying, Marella's agents about, oh, he'd like to play in Spain and whatever. Okay, yeah. we'd all like to play at Real Madrid or whatever. So yeah. fine, no problem. But every summer, yeah. no chance. Listen, he should be delighted he's getting an opportunity to play for Rangers. That's the point I was making. Stop making up the stories to go to Seville or whatever. Either he should be coming out and saying, I'm going nowhere, I'm going to show Rangers that I want to be there. But he's never done that. And that's what annoys me more. He doesn't know how fortunate he's at to be at a club like Rangers Football Club. It's the same with the guys at Celtic. See, if you want to go, go. Go. Don't get your agents not to set stories in the paper. If you don't want to stay, move on. You know, if Aribo goes, fair play. I've never heard him saying one thing in the newspaper. Not one thing. But at the end of the day, somebody's come in and bid £10 million for him. Now it's up for the club. Do they want to accept it? Does Joe want to go? And it's great for him because if you remember when he came up at first, the biggest problem they had was Lee Boyer, his manager at Charlton at the time, said, oh, he's going up to Scotland. That's going to be a waste of time for him. Yeah. Well, it's proved it. You know, he's come up here and he's made Rangers £10 million, you know, so I think Lee's been yeah. a wee bit out in that respect. And but Lee got his P45 a few weeks ago, which you never like to see. Absolutely. But, yeah. but the thing is, that just shows you when you can play for Celtic and Rangers, you're very, very fortunate. So don't keep asking away. And that was more of the point that I was trying to make than the goals. Listen, I still agree that he's no scored in the big games. What is it, two goals against Celtic? I thought it was only one. But it's, by all accounts, it's two. For a striker in the length of time he's been here, it's not very good. Quite while you're ahead. Oh. No, listen, I, I remember when you said it last week and, and I took it that way that you were saying, wait a minute, you know, there's all these rumours about where you might go. You're playing for Rangers. You're playing for one of the big two in Glasgow with the, one of the biggest supports in the world. Well, look so at Stuart giving us, oh, I'm going to. Look remember. at the European yeah. run they were on. Yeah. Look at the support they got. Look yeah. at the stadium. Sure. Home or away. You know, yeah. where else is he going to get that? Is he going to get that as well? Absolutely no chance. You know, so he should be very thankful where he is in the respect of that. So he should start to appreciate that. That was more of the thing that I'm talking about. I never heard it through the times when all the top players that Rangers had, the McCoys and that, who were scoring goals for fun yeah, in my yeah. period. You never heard them saying, I want to do this, that and the next thing. All of a sudden, they were away. Yeah. You know, we had it with the Canio, the, the Toms and all that. All of a sudden, they were out the door then. Yeah. If they didn't want to be there, they were moved on. It didn't matter who they were. You know, and that, that was the point more than anything else I was trying to make. The Amigos days, we'll talk Brilliant. about that later. They're quite passionate in Seville, mind you, aren't they? But nothing's like Glasgow. Well, that, listen, there are iconic clubs in the world, but Rangers, Celtic, massive in terms of the intensity of the club and um, the belief that the fans have got. So I hope they're, I'm sure the Rangers, it's interesting, a lot of Rangers fans said to you, I agree with what you no, said, absolutely. Peter. But the biggest thing yeah. I'm saying is, 
when you're at Rangers, talk about Rangers. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you're at Celtic, talk about Celtic. Don't yeah. talk about somebody else. Yeah. And as I say, I used to annoy me when Stephen Gerrard was going on about Liverpool. Did exactly. Yeah. Oh, it used to drive me nuts <laughs> because I'm thinking you're yeah. fortunate enough to be the manager of a Rangers sure. football club. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I would say. So be thankful for your small mercies. And that's the point I'm trying to make. We've got a very good thing here with Celtic and Rangers in the respect to that. Last year was excellent in the respect of yeah. Rangers getting the run in Europe, Celtic in the double, all these things. You know, we're getting players wanting to come here, came from different parts of the world and been, became stars. Mm. And they're getting so much publicity through the fact that they're in Glasgow doing so well. And that tells you enough about it. Virgil van Dijk at Rangers training in Portugal. Did you have a moment when you thought, what? When you saw it this morning, <laughs> uh, he was there, obviously, the the, the Dutch connection yep. with GVB, who signed for Rangers 24 years ago today as a player. Incredible. Yep. You know, he was a top so, quality player. Uh, he was, wasn't he? Was he was a top quality player. Break coming soon, but Joe Aribo, I liked what you said there. He hasn't gone on about, you know, what he's going to do. He, But it looks as though, my understanding is, it's in the papers as well, but the deal is done. It's about six million rising to ten. It's definitely a ten million pound deal for Rangers if he plays enough games for Southampton. And also we'll talk about Southampton because there, because there's El Yunisi, there's Shea Adams, Stuart Armstrong, so he'll know quite a few of the players. Do you think it's a good move for him going to Southampton? Is it a big enough club for him? They're a big club. I mean, fantastic facilities, fantastic training ground, all these things I say to you. And financially, it'll be massive for them. You know, let's not kid ourselves. That's exactly what'll be going for the finance. Yeah, again, it's not Rangers Football Club, but it's playing in the Premier League in England. You know, they'll never get the support that Rangers have got. That that's fact. But he's done exceptionally well. And nobody could say anything against the boy. But as I say, the difference between him is, I've never seen his agent, I've never seen him coming out when everybody's been speaking about them, saying he would like to do this and he'd like to do that. I knew he'd refused the new contract extension or whatever. Yep. And that usually tells you the game's a bogey. So fine, the best thing to do is get as much money as you possibly can for him and reinvest it in your group of players. Peter Grant, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. We'll keep you up to date from Wimbledon as well, where Nadal's been struggling this afternoon. It was one set all there, I'll just tell you in a moment or two. Um, the abdominal injuries come back, but you can never count him out, can you? He's, oh, he's uh, a street fighter. Oh, yeah. he's, he's one of my favourite sportsmen, there. you know what I mean? Is he of all time? time? Yeah, because he, yeah. he's never beat, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know, he's... Uh, he could play for Celtic when the manager says that well he should never stop well that's definitely yeah. Nadal you know what I mean because he, he never stops and he goes right you think you've won you could be two sets up against him going for match point and there's a possibility you can still get beat with him and then the other one then it's uh, Christian Garin against Nick Kyrgios 6-4 first set 6-3 and it's 5-4 to Garin at the moment with Kyrgios serving the bad boy isn't he? He's got all the talent in the world, you know, and that's what people say. It's just these moments he has. Yeah. Very, it seems to be very important moments and, and he loses his concentration because he, well, he's fighting with anybody. Yeah. And that's probably what lets him down because he'd have won a lot more top trophies. There is no doubt of that because he's definitely got the talent, but the mentality at the tennis is so important for him and that's the thing he seems to just miss at times. He has been good for tennis though, hasn't he, overall? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we go back to the days, you'll remember Nastasi and all Indeed, Paul. yeah. Indeed, yeah. Nastasi. Yeah, yeah, so they, Mike and Rose, all these guys, they were all brilliant. That's why you watch tennis. Fritz is 2-1 up uh, as they go into the fourth set, so we'll see what will happen. But don't discount Nadal. Absolutely. And Djokovic yesterday, uh, coming back from two sets down to win, and he's up against Britons, apparently. <laughs> Cameron Norrie, but well done, Cameron. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. You know, yeah. I'm not sure. Has he got Scottish parents? Yeah, so his dad 
Yes. Is he said he's got a really broad Scottish accent and is a big Rangers fan. Yeah, I've seen that today. I've seen that today when he said he wanted to meet Ali McCoy. So I went, no, that's that then finished. <laughs> I hope that other guy wins. <laughs> Cameron's a big uh, Newcastle fan, but Rangers were right on it and invited him up to Ibrox. But great to see a Scott. That's the first time since 2016 when Andy Murray was. Uh, so it's the first Scott to be in a semi final, male Scott. Since uh, 2016, absolutely Brilliant, phenomenal. You know, great, great luck, and hopefully it goes on and wins. Quick break, more coming. We've got the pictures coming in from the Celtic game in Austria, and uh, more on Rangers next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Thanks, Chris. We'll be back in 20 minutes with more traffic and travel. Just looking at the pictures on Celtic TV, Jota, he signed since you were last in the studio and we heard from him. Uh, finally, he's taken up that permanent contract. Uh, it took a bit of time, but he's here. And in fact, uh, he's over there in Portugal. Coming here. In Austria. Coming here was just uh, another experience. So I never think, yeah. I will definitely stay there because I cannot guess what's going to be in the future. So, yeah, throughout the season, I just thought to myself, uh, okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling at home. I think this is the right place to develop. So let's do it. Let's let's keep on develop. Just five. Six and a half million pounds, Peter. Money well spent. On his performances last year, 100%. But we say always the biggest thing is, is you've got to go and do it again. You know, that's what champions do. His attitude to his game was excellent. You know, he had a little bit of dip near the end, you know, like everybody does, because I think these guys are constantly on the ball all the time. People forget that, how tiring that is. You're looking to feed him all the time and yep. create and score goals. And he'd done it remarkably well. And it's a fantastic sign. And, you know, when you're talking about the equivalent and what you can afford out there in the market that Celtics and that can afford and bring in, compared to everybody else, it's fantastic. Because I'm surprised someone in England didn't take it. Like a, even like, say, a Fulham and that going up. Mm-hmm. You know, the Portuguese manager, you're always a little bit concerned because they know them really well and you're always concerned because these guys could go and handle themselves playing at that level as well. There's no doubt in my mind. So Celtic recruitment have done well in him, haven't they? Uh, absolutely. Six and a half million. Absolutely. Yep. And, and listen, that's what you're trying to do. You, you've got to try and get value for money. He came in and I think that's the biggest thing. See if you can get them in the door at Celtic or a Rangers. I'm sure it's the same. You get them in there, they get a smell for it. You see the success Rangers had in Europe last year. You see the success Celtic had on the, 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 the domestic scene. And all of a sudden you've got the punters the way they are and they love you. I told you before, you find that very, very difficult to get that anywhere else. I don't care who you are. You find that very, very difficult to get that love anywhere else. And as I say, I'm sure that's what made his mind up. One of the headlines yesterday, uh, Rob was speaking about it last night with Simon Donnelly. John Park, the former Celtic scout, really successful. We've heard all the names that came in during his time, not least Virgil van Dijk. Now at Rangers... What do you make of it? Obviously, the Rangers scout went to Tottenham yes. just a few weeks ago. Yep. What's happening, Peter? What do you think? Well, I know John because John was there when Tony was there, but he worked with Tony and Nata Hibbs as well. Yeah, yep. he worked with Tony and Nata Hibbs as well. So I got to know John then. Very studious in his work. He likes to go out and do his, his rounds. And we used to go to a lot of games together. So he knows his players. But yet again, it's trying to get value for money. He was like Sung Young. He got all these guys in, you know. So he was going wide to see yeah. everything. Scouting's slightly different now. There's a lot of stuff done on television and the analysis is done in television where, we, where I like to go and watch the game and I like to go and watch the game not knowing who I'm going to watch. I like to go and watch the game because nine times out of ten what you find is you'll pick all the faults up. You know, instead, of, when you go to a game and you watch somebody you say, oh, I liked that number six and he played really well. You're not looking for his faults. Yep. When you're going scouting, sometimes that's what you do and you end up going back, turning yourself over a little bit 
but as I say, it's slightly different now to the, 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 what it used to be. They're looking at all the data, what leagues they're in, all the certain things. And value for money is the biggest thing for clubs like Celtic and, sure. and Scotland. Yeah. Never mind anywhere else, but just in Scotland, value for money is so important. I remember you saying that about scouting a few weeks ago. I had never thought of it. If you go to see somebody that says, great young player, you're looking for the faults. So you come back and you think about those one or two. It's if, if, if you ever get a review, Peter, if you ever had to go and do a job in the outside world away from football and you get an HR review you always concentrate on the negative yeah. point you might get 99% positive and feedback 1% Absolutely. And that's the one you, you concentrate Absolutely. on and then you think can, everything else is done can I you give know? you some feedback? <laughs> you're hopeless <laughs> that's steady no, no but that's no. the thing it's like a striker I'm always looking at the striker what's his movement like? Mm. but if he's got a midfielder that never passes forward you can't really criticise the striker. His movement may be excellent, so you've got to be able to see all these things as well. And that's why I'm a wee bit against the television, watching things on the television. That's why I like to be there. But as I say, it's changed a little bit. But John's good at his job, and it's very interesting he's decided to go to Rangers. I'm just watching on Celtic TV. They've changed the lineup, I think, a bit, James. It looks as though... I'm just looking. I'll come back and double-check what it is. Yep, they've got Julian in there, McCarthy, Johnson. No, I think that's the way you Joe said, Hart in as well. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, yeah, he was captain yeah. captain it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lowell, Bernabe, McCarthy, Idiguchi, Hatati, Forrest, Johnson, and Kenny. I tell you, somebody's giving us feedback. The doc, Ian McGuinness, is on from Dubai, former Rangers. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. Doc. Great friend of mine, uh, Ian. He's a fantastic man, you know. Big, big Rangers man. Follows him as much as he possibly can. Was in Seville and all that. So we have a lot of banter, you know, when you're on the WhatsApps and whatever. But as I say... He's agreed with you about Morelos. That's my point. He's been on. Uh, yeah, to say he agrees. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I hope so that that's the case because the thing is, I, I give him a lot of stick and he gives me a lot of stick mm. and he, usually when I come off the show, he's usually battering me about slagging Rangers right. or whatever, you know, so hopefully I get a peace process tonight. <laughs> Before Celtic kick off in Austria, can I give you the team from this time last year? It was a match with Sheffield Wednesday, pre-season, okay? So early July 2021. Celtic, Barkas and goal, Montgomery, now it's St. Johnson, Barkas obviously on loan at Utrecht, Murray, Welsh, Ralston, I mean what season for Ralston, Sorrow, uh, McEnroe at Kelly now, Shaw, Henderson now at Hibbs, uh, Owen Moffat, he's on the bench tonight and Ayeti was the captain. What a change from that the, the team that they have tonight which is Hart, Urahidi, Julian Lowell and Bernabe, McCarthy, Idiguchi, Hatati, Forrest, Johnson and Kenny. Well you look at it and you think at this time last year, Tony Rawson was supposed to be going everywhere else apart from Celtic, you know. His time was finished at Celtic, but Tony obviously went, caught the manager's eye, and this is what these games are about. This is what pre-season's about, trying to catch the manager's eye to make sure that you're ready. When he calls upon you, you're ready to play. And Tony ended up being a massive mainstay in the Celtic team last year and done fantastically well for him. So the games are all about fitness, but I think the manager's looking for a little bit more than that always and see what players are going to catch his eye, as I say. Pre-season has officially kicked off. Celtic have kicked off there um, in Austria against Wiener Victoria. Um, so that's a new strip for the new season. They are in the hoops. Um, it's got new socks there as well. Well, that was the socks we won if you uh, wore, if you remember. We had yeah. the hoop socks as well. So don't get me wrong, I, I prefer the old white ones. I know it's a tradition. I like, yeah. I like the white and the white, the white socks and the white uh, shorts. But there'd be numbers on the front, there'd be number on the back yeah. and you'd no numbers on the back. 
at all apart from Europe. Mm -hmm. If you remember, course, we used to have to wear a big black the big, number. huge one, yeah. And the, the black, because it was never, we never had a, a number on our uh, strips when I started. That shows you how long ago it was. <laughs> yeah, and the, in fact, before our time, they used to wear the hoops. Absolutely. Uh, uh, socks, and they, yeah. they had no success uh, in the late 50s or 60s, and then they went white. Well, what you try to say, Paul, it was the same time as my time. No, 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 no way before. Uh, I'm saying when they went back to I know, hoop socks, I know, no success. Did. But people said that. I know it sounds superstitious. Did you have superstitions? Because in those days, then when they went white socks, mind you, there was Jock Steen in there and then it was the, yep. the Lisbon Lions and the rest is history do you have superstitions? Or I'm, superst I'm superstitious about being superstitious that's what, how bad you I am mean? you know what I mean yeah. I try not to be superstitious uh, you're not, right. you yeah. know but I, I am uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Grant Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show that's it that has uh, just kicked off there yeah Joe Hart the captain um, what a season he's had and a big one for him Ben Segrist, and it's Ben, remember, not Benji anymore, yeah. it's Ben. Um, what do you think? Well, that's, as I said to you, for me, yeah. looking from afar and looking from the stands and that and watching the games, I think the influence he had was massive. You know, I said to you, many great saves, but forget that, you know, I think off the pitch, I think he was massive for Callum McGregor because Callum's first season as captain, which is not easy to do after the season prior, and he, the, the performance he did, but to be able to lean on somebody like Joe Hart and Joe talking to the back line and going out, you've seen him managing the players during the game, which was very important. And as I say, making big saves in important times. But uh, an outstanding season as a goalkeeper, but I think he'd more importantly, Hanky had an outstanding season in the dressing room. Mm. He certainly is. He's uh, phenomenal, isn't he? Sort of vice-captain. What does Celtic, so what's the manager looking for here tonight? Just looking at the ground, tiny wee ground. They're in a regional uh, league in Austria. Um, what, a couple of hundred people maybe in, in the stadium? Um, what can you tell in a game like this? The manager will be wanting to move it quick play the game at a tempo that he wants to do start the way they mean to go on throughout the season go and press the ball and sometimes you used to set wee things for the start you say how many times can you win the ball in opposition half if you want to do pressing so then they put a team on in the second half and say well they won it 30 times in the first half then it becomes competitive because sometimes you've got to do it after the game gets easy so you've got to take something from it. Do they want them up at the bar? Do they want to play two touch to move the ball quickly so they get that fitness level? So certain things the manager will have put into them, you know, and there are certain things you'll want to improve on, as we spoke about, than he did have last year. You want to do that, you know, and I think that's so, so important. And for the players, they don't want injuries, you know, and that's why you've got to move the ball quickly. Remember, we used to go and play amateur teams as the first game. I'm telling you, Paul, you? The, yeah. game, the games were so, so difficult because these guys have been playing constantly. That, then that's when it let you know what, when you're training and you'd missed a few weeks of not playing the, the actual matches you knew you, every game you were in you're playing amateur teams and you're thinking God almighty you thought it was Real Madrid you were playing yeah. you know what I mean it was so difficult trying to get a breather because it's completely different from all the running and the ball work you do because you don't tackle your own teammates you know it's just impossible sure. you know yeah. you don't go about it no matter how much you try yeah. So playing against an opposition was always the players were delighted really when there was so an far, opponent. Right? Yeah, but there yeah. was a, players were delighted when there was an opponent, and that just lived it a little bit more. Idiguchi, um, what are you looking for from him? What do you reckon? Because of the Japanese who came, obviously Furuhashi, Kyogo, loved by the Celtic fans. John Hartson almost uh, came across the the desk to get me when I talked about Larson. Said, "Wait, what, what are you talking about?" But they love Kyogo. Yeah, yeah loads absolutely. of promise. Absolutely. Um, Hatati, we know the story when he came in. Idiguchi, um, Maeda as well now signed. What are you looking for from? What do you think of Gucci? I think obviously getting to know his teammates. Yeah. We don't realise how important that is, how the team plays, the tempo of the game. As I say, a lot of people will knock Scotland for X, Y and Z, mm. but the one thing, you know you're in a game every week. You know you know you're, the team you're playing against, whether you're beating them 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, they will still try to fight, they'll still try to tackle you, you still have to move the ball quickly. 
and that's the thing I think catches some people unawares you know because the boys have a pride in if it's 4 nothing, don't want to make it 5 and they keep going and I think when he gets the training sessions with the boys this will be an important time for him what's he going to do in pre-season because once the season starts the manager's obviously going to go down to picking 11s again then he doesn't want to be sitting in the sidelines for 2 or 3 months without being a starter that's the thing for him because then it becomes six months because if you take the three months prior then another three months plus the close season then you're seeing it's nine months he's not really kicked a ball and then it becomes more and more difficult so it's a big time for him but the manager's seen enough in him to, he thinks he's he's good enough to play for Celtic and the manager's not been wrong so far so long may that continue Celtic have done their business early do they have much more to do do you think? Cameron Carter-Vickers says and to post call, he's never happy that's why the team will get even better so there's two things there one how many more do you think will come in? Celtic. I still think the manager will be looking at maybe three or four I, I genuinely do I think he, he thinks that he'll be looking at that himself he'll be wanting to keep as I say the, the group there he'll be wanting to maybe get a couple out as I said talking about Mikey Johnson's yeah. and I maybe mm-hmm. want to get them out to get the matches in their legs I think that's what he's wanting to do so he's wanting to have guys there that's ready to get in and can be starters for him so if somebody's not performing they can come straight in and they can play you know and I think that's what he'll look to do um, so I, I've no doubt in my mind he'll, he'll want them all to improve you know, the boys for last year, as he said, that that's not probably going to be good enough this year. You know, you'll think that that's the standards he's sort of setting. But as a player, you know that yourself. You know you've got to be better. You've got to try and stay in the side. I keep saying it. People laugh about it. You're champions for four weeks. Yeah, then you've, know, got, then you've got yeah. to go again. Sure. You know, and that's already started now. And this is the first steps to starting to try to hold on to your championship again. And um, I almost said the captain. Cameron Carter-Vickers he's not but it's a great signing from Tottenham but he says the manager he's relentless you know they never stop that's what they talk about um, that's what you'd expect of Ange Postacoglu isn't it? Yeah and, and also the big thing is now the players understand yeah. that because they've worked with them they know then the fear comes for the fact that if they drop below the standard they'll be out the side and that's why I'm saying the standard what's on the bench is sometimes the way you judge you know what, how strong you are you know, and that was a big thing for me last year when they made substitutions, the tempos didn't drop, the tempo stayed up, or was even risen again at very important times in the game. That's how you, you look at Mieda, was brilliant any times he played because he sparked it, even if there were four or five up, it could be the 89th minute, 90th minute, he'd still be closing the goalkeeper down. And people maybe look at that slightly different, but talk about Kyogo and all that, but that was so, so important because it sparks his teammates. And that's so, so important at that time. And I think that's the thing the manager loves about him. And I think other players see that and they respond to that and as you say what's McCarthy what's his going to be like this year we spoke about it before I think he must be having an influence somewhere because he's always been in the 18 near enough all the time so the manager's picked him and for an experienced player that's not easy you know when you've played a lot of games playing the Premiership but I'm sure the manager wouldn't have him anywhere near it if he wasn't performing something you know and that means whether it's great support to the guys round about them great in the training ground all these things which I'm sure he will be you know and that's probably why he's getting the opportunities. Nick Kyrgios moves into a Grand Slam's final for the first time. Three sets win. He's just won the point there. So he's through to the final. So well done to him. And who's he going to play? Well, we're still watching the other one. And Nadal, we've been saying, struggling with injury, he's 2-1 down. And it's uh, he's 2-1. Yeah, so it's 2-1 to sets down to Fritz, but he's 2-1 up in the fourth set so we'll see what happens going to take a quick break are you keeping an eye on the Celtic game I am so far match report coming shortly (laughs) from Peter Grant that's coming next 
The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So, Yannick Kyrgios through to semi-finals, so he's only two games away from a title, but a lot to happen. Celtic have scored twice in two minutes. Peter Grant, John Kenny, Johnny Kenny getting his first goal. Yes, I think it was a mistake with the goalkeeper trying to play out. And then Hatati scored a great goal, he's played the ball wide and he does what he does well, he arrives in the box late and finished it really well, so to put them 2-0 up. wonder what the last game of the season will be, what will it be oh. with Celtic? You know, when you think about it, Rangers' last one was the Scottish Cup final win, second last was a European final, the Europa League, wonder what theirs will be for Celtic at the end of this season. Still pre-season, but that's their first game underway, it's coming and going a wee bit there, but yeah, um, Hatati? Yeah, as I say, that's what he done very well last year, he got important goals you know, especially at the start when he came in. And I think you see his movement there. And I said that about modern day midfield players. If you've got someone that can arrive in the box late, it's very, very difficult to pick up. He made the pass wide, as I said, and then continued his running. The midfielder never went with him and he finished it very, very well. Let's look at Rangers for a moment or two then. We mentioned earlier about uh, Joe Rebo. What about Antonio Kolak? It's gone on for a while. Uh, the, the, the clubs have agreed a fee, probably around £2 million, maybe just over for the player from Pauk. Um, we saw him obviously play for Malmo and he took his goals really well against Rangers. And what do you think of this signing when it's confirmed? As I said to you, I only seen him a couple of times yeah. as well, you know, and you can only go with that and he done very well in that, you know, but yet again, can they play in Glasgow, yep. you know, that's mm-hmm. important because it's not just about playing with any other team, you know, you're playing with a Celtic or Rangers, the demands us to win, you know, to win every week, to score goals as a striker. And you're soon found out if you don't, you know. And it'll be very interesting for him. Maybe the times now you're saying with like, like say a rebound that going, Rangers are waiting to make sure they're going to announce certain guys. That'll all be done. They're getting their money in. If a rebound goes, there's ten million, you know. So you, you end up getting Kolak, you end up getting a few other players, and maybe that's where they're willing to do their business. And that maybe allow them to hold on to the likes of Bassey, mm-hmm. you know. And that's sometimes the things you've got to look at. You know what you've got to give away, and say, well, what we could we hold on to? And maybe Bassey's one of that situation that the benefit Rangers will get for Rebo moving. I know it can change every week. What would you say? Is that a £20 million fee for Bassey? Or is that too high? Would it be £15 million for a young player? Or, you know, somebody said, um, Kieran Tierney was £25 million, uh, but he'd played for Celtic and won titles over a couple of seasons. What do you think with Calvin Bassey? I know... Well, the period of time talent. I was down in England, yep. I worked with young Ryan Sessignon yep. at Fulham, and mm-hmm. we sold yep. Ryan to Tottenham for £25 million. You know, and... But, me personally, I think Bassey was ahead, you know, at that particular time. But yet again, that's England to England. You know what I'm saying? And people still talk about Scotland up here. And you talked about Southampton. Look at the boys that's come up and done well in Scotland. And then went down to Southampton and played and played ever so well. And the years gone by, it's proven that, you know, so people could keep knocking the Scottish game. But it's got a hell of a lot of assets, you know. Young Calvin Ramsey, eh, Calvin Ramsey, am I right? Yeah, that's right from my He's way to Liverpool. You know, so it shows you these young, talented boys are there. You know, I wish they would stay longer, to be perfectly honest with you, but I know it's difficult. But I just hope these guys don't get lost and don't go and play games. But like Sebastian, say, I can only put them with Session Young, because Session Young was probably even younger, and he went for 25 million um, to Tottenham. And he's only probably starting to make a a mark under Conte, really, because Ryan can run all day. You know, he's one of these kids that could just run all day. And Bassey's probably more powerful round about him. Um, So... Putting a price tag on him is very, very difficult. Down in England, as they say, if he was going from one English club to another, he guaranteed by a minimum of twenty-five million. Mm. Going from Scotland to England, obviously they, they don't play that premium they do down there. It's wrong, isn't it? Absolutely, one hundred percent. But it, that's the way it is. And unfortunately, mm. he's probably got only maybe one year if I'm right yeah. to believe yeah. in his contract. Yeah. 
and that makes it a little bit more difficult as well. And you think with Joe Rebo as well? He scored in the European final just weeks ago. Breaking news down south, Raheem Sterling has agreed terms with Chelsea, so it looks as though he's going to go from Man City to Chelsea. What do you make of that move? It's interesting, you know, because I'm looking at Raheem and I still don't know what he is. I don't know if he's yeah, a left. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd say he's not a right winger, believe it or not. Yeah. I don't know if he's oh. a left side or a striker. You know, because to under Guardiola, you must admit, his finishing became much, much better. It wasn't as erratic as it yeah. was. He still has his moments. But he'd done tremendously well. His movement got much better under Guardiola and that's all you can do. And get credit, he's only, what, 27? 27. It's you a think, phenomenal, oh, isn't it? Phenomenal. The career he's had. Uh, absolutely, you know. Yeah. So, great. He's obviously moving back to London because he started at QPR, you know. So he's obviously moving back to London. Maybe the family's back there and maybe that thinks it's the time to go back home. But as you say, if he per- it's a performance he's in that he did for Chelsea, uh, that he did for Manchester City, sorry, then he'll be delighted, you know. What about um, elsewhere at Rangers? 3-0 for Celtic. You're just keeping the, uh, the eye on it. I see Mikey Johnson involved in it, I think. Mikey Johnson and, scored, yeah. yeah. He scored. Well, you missed nothing there. No, no I'm talking to you. So I'm looking over your again. shoulder. Here we go. <laughs> it's in the box, finishes it well with his left foot. I'm kind of laughing just because of the pitch, isn't it? It's a very tight pitch. There he is. It's like playing over the park. <laughs> Could be Blantyre, probably the park. Uh, probably. Bell Hill in your case. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Bell Hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Mikey Johnson scores. What a huge season it could be for him. It's got to be make or break at Celtic for him. You know. I definitely feel as a young player. You know, and I know they say you've got to keep. Sometimes people progress a little bit older nowadays. That's fine. But the biggest thing Mikey needs to progress in is games. That's what he needs to progress in. He's got the talent, you know that. But to show that talent, you have to be playing much more often. And that's what I hope he stays clear of injury and gets the performances in, whether that's in Celtic going out and loan or whatever, as I say. I think it's important for him that he gets matches in his legs because he's not had that many of them over the last few years. We're bouncing about from the big two. What about Ryan Kent? Is he going anywhere? Two seasons ago, uh, Leeds were in for him. Some were mentioned last year. What's it going to be this summer? What's your instinct? Well, yeah, again, we're talking about Morella's situation. Great credit to him. Mm-hmm. They've not had people coming out battering on about he's wanting to go here, he's wanting to go there. You know, if he's talking to Rangers and his agents are talking to him, they're keeping it between them, you know, and I think that's important. And I come back to that was a point I was making about Morella's yeah, last week, sure. you know, letting everybody know that they want to go or the agents, letting everybody oh, want to do this and want to do that. I think the likes of him, if he goes and they get the value for money, unfortunately, the biggest part of the job is you have always got to be preparing for your best players to leave. Because you know, for you to be performing for Celtic and Rangers and that to be winning things, their top players have to be performing so they're winning things. So that's only going to bring interest, you know. So when you get that interest, you've got to say, is the time right? Is the value right for them? That's what you've got to do. But the most important thing is that you're already out there looking, which they do. You know, anybody, Ross Wilson, I'm sure, Ross has been around about it for a long time now. They're already preparing to bring in other guys, you know, that are of a similar ilk. You know, and that, that's what they've got to do. That's their job. And if you get value for money, for Ryan Kent, and it's the same at Celtic Park, if they get value for money and they think it's the right thing to do, but they feel as if they've got somebody in the background who could either take their place mm. or they can go out and spend money for value, that's what they will do. And if Ryan goes, fair play to him. You know, I still think he's another one who's got a lot more in the tank. Mm. You know, I think he's got... Needs more goals. Yeah, and I think he's got to perform much more often. You know, when he, I mean, as I said, last year against Dortmund was the best I'd seen him. The away game, I thought he was outstanding with and without the ball. And that's what the top players do. No matter what level you go to, if you watch the ones that win the Champions League, that's what they've got. And you've always got, if you're a top player, that's what you've got to strive to be. You know, you've got to be, what do the very best do? They work really hard in possession and they work really hard out of possession, you know. And 
that, that's what the modern player has to do. That, not just a modern player, that's always been the case. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to do that and put the performances in, people are going to be interested. A few other things on the go, of course, the women's Euros kick off tonight. England against Austria Old Trafford. I think there's 70,000, 75,000 sellout. Newcastle signed the highly rated Kilmarnock star, Charlie MacArthur, a young I, player. I was really impressed. Yeah. I seen him in the cup last year a couple of times. And I, and I thought, I thought well, he's a good young player. I what liked did you him. like? I liked him because he played left side. I'm not sure if he was left footed, but he played in the left hand side and I just thought he'd a wee bit about him. I thought I'd play him and I looked at his age and he was only 17. You know, because I was a manager at Dunfermline at the time and I'm thinking to myself, oh, he was somebody that I would be interested in. But unfortunately, I wasn't in the job long enough. <laughs> it could have been, he might <laughs> have been. been. Uh, you know, but as I say, that was, that, that's how well he impressed me. As I say, I'd seen him a couple of times playing, so I was really impressed with him. So I'm not surprised at that. You've got contacts everywhere in the game. What's happening, do you think, with Lewis Ferguson? Do you sense that it's then Barry said, look, uh, Aberdeen's been great for Lewis and he's been really good for them, but it's probably time in his career to to move. He wanted to move last summer, Watford were in. What do you think is going to happen with the young Scotland midfielder? I really like him. I've always yeah. been impressed with him. I said that to you before. And I think people forget that he was youngster at Rangers mm -hmm. and Derek Nat taking him out because he didn't want him to be put him and Barry yeah, really sure. and you can understand that and I know it's very difficult to talk about your own yeah. you know whether it's your nephew or whether it's mm -hmm. your son so I've been in that situation myself so I know what it's like and it's very very difficult but he's got the talent there is absolutely no doubt could he play for Celtic or Rangers yes he could he could be in the squads no problem you know he brings something different I would slightly change his game because I think he's very good as I said about a midfielder that runs in the box I think he's had to adjust for the sake of the team at Aberdeen you know I think he's only going to get better, you know, and any player will tell you, anybody, if you play with better players, you become a better player. There is no doubt of that, and he's definitely got that in his locker. I, I think he's a talented boy, and if Celtic or Rangers went for him, it would be great, because that means he'd be staying in Scotland to play, you know, and hopefully we could see the fruits of his labour, because he's a good grafter, but he's a good player, which is more important. You saw Stevie Clark, the national boss, last week, down at Bobby Hope's funeral. I don't know if you get the chance to talk football or whatever, but it's great the way people come out, isn't it? And uh, Good to uh, see Stevie Clark there. Yeah, it was. It was, as I say, there must have been five or six ex-West yeah. Brom managers there, you know, Roy Hodgson, you know. But it just shows you the, the esteem that Bobby was held mm. in and people made the story about the fact that the great Bill Shankly said if you stop Bobby Hope, you stop West Bromwich Albion. But you don't realise how successful he is. He played in five cup finals. Wow. And he won two. Uh, he won the League Cup and he won the FA Cup. You know, for a Scotsman, you know, People don't really mention, he's not one of the names mm. that jump out and say, I remember Bobby Hope. Not, as you say, you'll talk about Frank Gray's, sure. Joe Jordan's, yep. all that Leeds team. But Bobby wasn't one of the names that always jumped. But when I got to him, he was a fantastic man. He was a chief scout at West Brom at the particular time I was there. But I'd known him a long time because I used to go and watch the games, obviously. Yeah. And I'd got to know him well. As I said, a great love for Rangers. So we used to have always a little, a little bit of banter, you know. But it was fantastic. He got piped in with um, Flower of Scotland, oh, you know. It was so really emotional. It was yep. really emotional. But it was great turn out. Asa Hartford was there, you know. Oh, so. Well. Oh, a lot. City, yeah, Scotland, absolutely West fantastic, yep. fantastic turnout for him and thoroughly deserved because he was a special man. And of course, Celtic still three up there as we look, Peter. Can you yeah. believe that's the hour just about gone? Um, and of course, let's finish on Andy Gorham because it just seems like no time at all you were going out and you saw him. And that's a, a night you'll never forget. Now, that's just two weeks ago at the Airdrie was it Social Club. Yeah, yeah, I was saying to Lorraine, you know, it was. So, it's so difficult, you know, because you just think you're walking away and you're always hoping I'm going to see him again. You know, yeah. that's I was hoping that there was going to be another opportunity, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. I think within the next few days, he struggled badly, you know. Uh, but Danny's boy and that were there. Everybody was fantastic. 
I must admit the Rangers fans accepted us very well, you know, on the night. And as I say, I think it was over thirty thousand pounds was raised that right. evening, you know. And that's for the I think you know it was for a the split. nursing. That was right. It was a split because Wish it looked absolutely the St Andrews, hospice, the yeah. hospice, you know. And it was fantastic, you know. And it was a great turnout. And as I say, very very sad, mm. you know. But as I say, hopefully I can only remember the good things about him, and that's what I tried to do when I left that night. And, as I said, the funny thing was, his last comment, I always yeah. remember. Oh, what did he say? I, I, yeah. I put my hand on him just as he was leaving yeah. and he turned around to everybody and says, that's him said I'm cured. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And as I say, that's the thing that sits in my head because he was still wanting to make a joke out of the serious situation he was in. And listen, great credit to him for fighting the way he is because I don't know many times you're, people sit and you'll think to yourself, how would I react? And mm. I just couldn't put myself in that position, sure. you know. And mm. he was very very strong and when he was talking to everybody the stories he was telling he was very strong and everybody could he was clear as uh, anything you know talking he just thought it was Andy talking Peter thanks very much for joining us will you come back next week a pleasure if I'm asked yeah oh you are asked (laughs) we'll see you hopefully uh, next Wednesday coming up after the news Celtic are still three up we just went four four up Araguchi I think it was Araguchi can we just stay for a second James and we'll tell Uh, yep no it's the young boy yeah the young boy okay We'll Kenny again, more. Kenny, Kenny, yep. Kenny. One more time, Johnny Kenny. Yep. yep. Gets a second. 4 0. Up after the news, it's Alan Shaw. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at MacklinMotors.com. Let's go. Service your existing car with us right now. <laughs> and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.